Griffin here. None of these scenarios are based on any real-life events. Everything is made up entirely on the spot. Take it away, song! Hi. I'm Griffin. I'm Stephen Bones. And this is Killed to Death. The improvised true crime podcast. It's a little Kingston. It's a little Innisfil. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> this might be one of, this might be the only podcast that's a little Kingston and a little Innisfil. Also, I want to specify, sometimes yes. after enough time has passed, it gets condensed more and more and more. Your name is not Stephen Bones. No, I think it is now. You want to go by Stephen Bones? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I like that. That sounds... It's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to start going It's a little cool. It's a little Innisville. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a little Halloween. And it's a lot of fun. Um, but speaking of fun... Ooh. For me, and potentially you, I haven't asked, uh, soccer's starting up again. Soccer season once again. Uh, so this is a uh, we're running down some some tips for uh, anyone who's joining their own rec league and uh, their season's starting as well. How to succeed in the yeah, world no, of rec? Do you want to ask if you're playing soccer? Uh, I think the tips will uh, probably show just how prepared you are or aren't prepared for your team. Tip one: Google what soccer. <laughs> what the hell did he just say? No, no, no. This is uh, you know you're my on friends a team. would know it is football. Um, this is, of <laughs> course, the game of tackling and touchdowns. Yep, football. <laughs> it's European soccer. My tip uh, would be cardio. If you've got a rec league coming up, make mm. sure that it's not your first time exerting yourself for the year. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it's November, <laughs> and if you haven't moved all year, we gotta. You got a problem. Well, if you've probably been camped out in that big long line outside the rec center all year, yeah, <laughs> waiting for yeah. soccer. <laughs> yes, you're right. So you gotta get in advance, get some reps in in advance. Get on a bike somewhere, jog a bit, do uh, grapevines, kick that soccer ball around wherever you are at work. Uh, yeah, at Play the doctor's. At work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> toss it to the doctor. See how many they can do. And if you can do more than your doctor. You're healthier than your doctor, and you <laughs> don't have to listen now. to anything they say. <laughs> you can diagnose them with whatever you want. Um, okay, my, well, my tip, speaking of uh, doctors and diagnosis, uh, uh, get a clean bill of health. Because you don't want to be out there playing, working with a potential uh, injury or an unknown body problem. So, right, just get a yeah. nice... It's like when you're selling a car, you know, you need a mechanic to sign off to say it's all good to go. You should have a checkup before you go to play any sort of rec sports. If I find out like halfway through the game that my teammate has a rash, I'm going to be pissed. I know, right? You feel like you got sold a faulty teammate. Yeah. So uh, that's so my So I make everyone prove it to me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Everyone needs to show a doctor's note if you're going to be on my team. Well, I'd, I'd like to come in with some soccer tips as well if i may you, you may. may you may 
Well, what I usually like to do is, the two weeks leading up to the beginning of my rec soccer league, is I bind my hands behind my back so I can only use my feet, just like in soccer. Unless you're a goaltender, of course. But I play defense. No goaltending. Anyway, it makes me quite competent with my feet. Even my toes can sometimes act like little fingers. But they don't let you play soccer barefoot. No, so that's not that helpful. There's only a that's certain not helpful. There's no. only a certain point. This is a useful uh, activity for you. Exactly. <laughs> but like I said, it gets results. So you are very good at soccer, is what you're saying. But I'm extremely good. Yeah, and it looks like you are getting ready for the season. Your hands are bound. Yes, they are. The hard part is I have to bind my hands with my feet because I can't use my hands to bind my own hands. Oh, right. wait, you, you have to meet a, another person. you got to get a second person in your life. Well, I guess that would help, too. <laughs> well, never really thought about it that way. More impressive that you could do it with your feet, so don't be too down. Who needs friends when your feet can be like another pair of hands? That's what I always say. Who needs friends when each of your toes can be like little fingers? Exactly. Well said. But I'm in the clear. That's why all my friends are goalies. I'm a goalie, and I'm your friend. Are you actually a goalie during rec soccer league? Yeah, that's what I do. Easy. Well, yeah. Oh, you I just was, want to stand I, there? Nice. I was too scared to put my hands behind my back. <laughs> and I didn't have anyone to tie them. So I just said, I'll eat goalie. Do you customize you your also... net area? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I like to put little candles up. I like to put up posters in the net. Like if you're hanging out there all game, you might as well make uh, yeah. it cozy. Yeah. I put up one of those little like uh, hamster water feeders on the off the top bar. So then I can drink out of it without having to... Uh, Is it? Am I a moron? That genuinely sounds like a good idea to me. <laughs> well, not, not the hamster one. Maybe if it's an adult water bottle, but a hamster one would be like this big. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just a shot. <laughs> yeah. I like to do a little shot of water whenever I need it. And also, you'd have to like you have to push the metal ball around. Anyways, let's not get into the mechanics of a hamster's drinking fountain. <laughs> No, instead, let's solve a murder. Speaking uh, to our guest Houston here. Steve, are, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Been set. The victim, Clancy Michaels, found dead in a ball pit. Today's guest, soccer player Houston Bon Marche, a restaurant manager who found Clancy's body. Houston, hello. Well, hello there. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. What, uh, what restaurant do you manage? I work at the Keg Steakhouse and Bar Kingston location. It's the only keg in Canada with a ball pit. Steve, have you ever been to the keg uh, in Kingston? Of course, I used to have birthdays there as a child. Sounds like a great place for it. Yeah, it's the only keg with a ball pit. Were you instrumental in putting that in? Or did that already have the ball pit when you got hired? We already had the ball pit when I got hired. It used to be a McDonald's, but... We took it over, turned it into a keg. You'd be surprised how many kids like chowing down on a 10-ounce sirloin rib steak on your birthday. 
So it's still uh, a lot of families, a lot of young children in there. Lots of families, lots of children, but mm. it pays the bills. Do you also have a play place? Oh, we have the whole setup. There's tubes, there's monkey bars, there's arcade machines. Anything that brings joy to the heart of a child, really. Sorry, did you say keg machines? Arcade machines. Oh, arcade machines. <laughs> there are keg machines, too. They're called kegs. They're, and yes. they hold well, any, any machine you have in there. <laughs> yeah, they're all keg machines. You also kept the, the drive through We kept the drive through yeah. Uh, it's pretty slow moving, you know, keg, so we usually want to have our entrees out in 20 minutes, so you're waiting in your car for a while, but we'll bring you your steak. Maybe escargot. A bottle of wine. Tell you, bottle of wine. Exactly. A baked brie. Baked brie. Double, double with the 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 double potato. Twice baked potato. <laughs> two potatoes. Potatoes. Two potatoes. <laughs> On the side, yeah, I remember that. Delicious. Very good. You see, what you do with that is you mash a potato and you mix it up with bacon bits, chives, butter. And then you put it back into the potato. It's delicious. Whoa. So it's a potato stuffed potato. Yeah. Sounds good. Is that your favorite dish at the keg? You know what? Well, it, it is. To, the keg doesn't sell the beef dip anymore. But the, beef, the dip. beef dip? Is this beef, beef you dip. dip in other beef? <laughs> beef stuffed beef? Now that, now that you mention it, yes, it is. It's it's a it's beef. Some people they call it a French dip. It's a beef sandwich that you dip in au jus, so like beef juice. So, mm. it's like, if you want your sandwich to be more wet, you get the beef dip. But they don't sell the beef dip anymore, so I guess it would be the twice baked mm. potato. Now you just have dry beef sandwiches. Exactly. All yeah. Take a bite and cough up dust. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's, it's a shame. It's a shame to see what people are missing these days, but that's progress, I guess. <laughs> Did you have to redecorate Grimace and the rest of the McDonald's family to fit the keg? Absolutely, we did. That's an excellent question. I'm happy you brought that up. <laughs> so uh, we actually turned Grimace into, uh, into a twice-baked potato. <laughs> Uh, the Hamburglar, that was an easy one. Uh, we just turned him into the Billy Meyer Pie Burglar. If you've had the Billy Meyer Pie, <laughs> no. it's quite good. Uh, we took Ronald McDonald himself, and we sort of put, some, put a little udder on him, and he's, yeah, he's the happy cow that's happy to be serving you up its prime choice cuts. Oh, he's gi- yeah. he's giving you slices of himself. He's giving you slices of himself. Yes. <laughs> no, what also, does... I was going to say, do, do you maintain any of the uh, other McDonald's staples, like a, a Happy Meal that comes with a toy and stuff? Do you guys do that? We do give out toys. That's that's true. Uh, in uh, a, a you know non non intellectual. Property, so we can't get sued. We can't be calling it a happy meal, no. But we give out little toys. 
you know, whatever we can find around the kitchen that day, but maybe there's some, maybe there's some crab shells left over, we can make that into a little, a, a little, uh, you know, like a, uh, every kid wants to play with a crab shell. You don't make it into anything. <laughs> yeah, it's a crab shell. Gave him a crab shell. <laughs> but every kid wants to play with a crab shell, I don't. Undisputed myself here. (laughs) Now, what does what does your life look like as a restaurant manager? What do you Mm do? Well, a lot of it is scheduling. Obviously, you know everyone's always asking for time off on the busy season, the busy day. So I try to manage that. I try to keep everyone happy, but I do have a business to run. I will, if there's any interstaff disputes or perhaps disputes with customers, I'll try to make sure everything is resolved properly. Of course, the customer is always right at the peg. So I have to make sure things are running smoothly. Usually, things are going pretty well. <laughs> okay, so it's mainly scheduling. Mostly scheduling. Oh, and the tip pool, too. I gotta give out tip pool. What How do you divide do... that up? Is that done equally? No, it's not equal. Everyone gets a different percentage based on what job they did. Obviously, the server gets the bulk of the tips, but some of that has to go to back of house. Otherwise, the wages are too different. Mm-hmm. And then that itself is scaled according to what kind of work you were doing back of house. If you're doing the grill, you'll get a pretty choice cut of those tips. But if you're just a dishwasher, it's a bit less. And what's probably like the, the biggest incident that you've had to deal with? Maybe it's like a customer you needed to kick out or something like that. Well, are we are we talking about the body I found, or are we leading up? That's to probably that? that's probably up I guess there in that's terms probably of probably one of the biggest incidents. But but that, pre that, I'm just trying to gauge the type of stuff you normally deal with on your job. Well, every so often, you know, we'll get a dine and dash. But there's room in the budget for dine and dashes. You know, corporate just sends that money on down, so we don't really mind that. Every so often, someone will have a cardiac event. Usually that event is pretty sad, but we have an uh, Usually. ADD on site. <laughs> it's the rare occasion. Sometimes a celebration. Usually. Well, sometimes it's a clean, quick way to shuffle off this mortal coil. Have your favorite double-stuffed baked potato and pass out face-first into the dessert. There couldn't be a better last meal. So let's let's talk about the body you found, Clancy Michaels. Did you know Clancy? I did know Clancy quite well. It was very traumatizing for me to find him face down in that ball pit, (laughs) dead and cold. Yeah, now when in the day was this? Why were you in the ball pit? Well, I like to start the day off with a morning soak in the ball pit before the prep cooks arrive. How how wet is the ball pit? (laughs) Well... I was trying to be poetic when I said soak, you know. Mm. Like, the ball pit is quite dry. There might be bits of pee or blood in there sometimes, but usually it's mostly dry, perfectly oh. safe for your kids to go in there. They don't usually, have- I mean, not this morning when I found 
Clancy Michaels in the ball pit. No, uh, sorry, to go back to, to this, how was it you knew him? Clancy and I grew up together. We actually, uh, I didn't, I haven't said much to the police yet, but Clancy and I actually uh, collaborated on a restaurant before I moved over to the keg. It was like a small plates, high concept business. It was really good. What was the concept? What's the concept? (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) The concept was we would take... You know, you take your classic farm-to-table kind of thing, uh, but all of the recipes were sourced from elementary schools in the area. But of course, we would put our chefly twists on the suggestions so they're not inedible, but it, it's a way of bringing up the next generation of chefs. So it was farm-to-table, but the twist was that you got your recipes from schools. From kids. So the kids made up recipes. Kids right. made Sent up recipes. to your farm where you would then kill the animals to the kids' specifications. <laughs> yes, that that was a big part is we had the kids tell us how to kill the animals. <laughs> You'd be amazing at the cruelties that a child's mind can imagine. Just ghastly stuff. Was there or any sort of issue with the fact that these rest like did any recipe become very popular and then they child owns technically the recipe or i suppose you could sign some forms off the top and uh wash that away oh no we we weren't we weren't pirates about this the child owns the recipe a portion of every single plate we'd sell would go to the child oh wow we did we did have some that were quite popular it's true just off the top of my head if i had to name them (laughs) I would say Minecraft chicken was quite tasty. Minecraft chicken? Okay, they have chicken in Minecraft. They they have chickens in there, so uh, I can't imagine there was anything necessarily cruel about that. You know that, like, French dish where they stuff the bird full of a liqueur until it drowns? Yeah. So we did did that with chickens and Lego blocks. (laughs) So you're just eating a bunch of Lego, basically, hidden in a chicken. Well, we cook it, so it's creamy like cheese. <laughs> so it's melted you Lego. Melt down the Lego. The, the melted plastic is creamy like cheese, yes. yes. That <laughs> and that was your was Minecraft chicken. <laughs> that was a Minecraft chicken. And that was popular. It was extremely popular. Wow. People really liked it. But then those people that liked it, they stopped coming around for some reason. I don't know what happened to them. And did the restaurant become no more? No, the restaurant continued being very popular, but Clancy bought me out. We started as partners, but we ended as friends, but no longer partners. I took the money I wanted to settle down. The high-octane life of running the farm-to-table high-concept restaurant was too much for me, so I got this job at the keg. And did you still keep in touch with Clancy? You said you were friends. We we had grown distant over the years. 
you know, life gets in the way. He wanted to stay that rock star life of fine dining. I was moving at a slower pace. I have a wife. I have kids. Not Clancy, though. He was living that bachelor life up to the very end. Wow. Now, I wonder what brought him to the keg. Did you know he was in town? It pains me to say this, but I did not know he was in town. Oh. I like to think even though we'd grown apart, he would have dropped me a line. But no, no, I didn't know. And none of my staff knew Clancy, so even if he was at the keg, no one would have thought to tell me. I was just busy locked up in the office doing the tip pool and scheduling. Well, I have to think, though, as you are the clearest connection to him, that this might be some sort of message to you. The fact that he winds up at your restaurant. Oh, yes, if someone had killed him first and then dumped him there. True. Or just him showing up at your restaurant and being killed there. Well, but I never really thought about it that way. You're saying this was some kind of deliberate message to me. Well, I mean, you two well, were friends, though not potentially. Partners. Or he was just there to, to visit you, yes, but then mm. whatever happened, happened. That's very disturbing to think about. Let's talk uh, about you recognizing him in the ball pit. So you go in for your morning soak. Yeah. And you see that he, uh, a body's laying there face down right away? Well, no, because she was under the balls. Mm. If he was on top of the balls, then someone would have walking by would have been able to see. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's one of the ball pits where you can see inside from the street. So it was only until I felt his hair on my bare leg that I knew there was a body. Are you in naked there. in there? Yes. Oh, okay. Is the restaurant open at this point in the morning? No, this is before even the prep cooks have shown up. It's like 4.30 in the morning. But I like to get an early start. The early bird gets the worm. So you're in there, you feel your bare naked leg brush up against hair. Yes. It gave me quite the start. At first I thought maybe it was an animal. But the hair wasn't moving and neither was my leg, so I... (laughs) Thought I would go in there and investigate with my other leg. That's when I felt the rest of a body. It was very traumatizing. Did you have your hands tied behind your back at this point? (laughs) No, but from my years of doing the hands thing I mentioned previously, I every so often will use my feet. Maybe in a situation another person would use their hands. But anyway, yes, that's that's when I found a body. I pulled him up and I saw my old partner, my longtime, lifelong friends, empty, gay eyes staring at mine. It was very traumatizing. Did he have any sign of injury or wound or whatever had happened to him? What I remember most... What I remember most was how at peace he seemed. I, I didn't I didn't check for signs of struggle, but I didn't see anything. He looked like an angel. At any point did you go to the floor of the ball pit to investigate? Was there anything else down there? 
but I couldn't because of all the balls. And I'm not going to take the balls out to check the floor. It would take 20 minutes. I'm busy. <laughs> not that many balls. <laughs> the thin it, layer. Like, is this well, kind of... you, you can pick up a lot of balls at once. Like, how long do you think it would you take to empty an average-sized ball pit? I think 20 minutes is a good estimate. It's oh. a... It's not a small ball pit. This is this is one of the best ball pits in Kingston. <laughs> it's a, a, average size. Sure. Twenty I minutes mean, though. They're falling out of your arms. You can't lift that many at once. But anyways, we do, do like a like a shoveling motion. Oh yeah, that's if you're frantic. I, I, but then no, it's going to take you forever to refill it later. Well, you, know, you just sort of walk around and kick them back in. That's another fifteen minutes. So thir- thirty-five minutes. Wow. Tops. All I in mean, to empty and refill the ball pit. I don't know empty why I'm questioning. Empty the ball pit. Uh, you're the only person here yeah, who's ever done job. that. <laughs> no, I've so. never. I've never done it. I've only. Oh. I've only speculated. <laughs> okay, so we are on even playing field. Well, uh, but I. I look at ball pits more often. I still That's true. That's it. true. I have a stronger sense of what's going on, baby. What's the, when's the last time you were in a ball pit? Uh, 2006. Is this the kind of ball pit you could drown in? Because you're soaking in it. Is it potential? Is there a potential for drowning? Well, poetically, could you drown? Could you poetically drown? He looked like an angel. You can poetically drown wherever you want. Oh, thank you. The answer is yes. Now, were you there at close the night before? Because I'm imagining that's when this would have had to have happened if, it, if the restaurant was already locked. Yeah, you know, I wasn't there that close. I usually get the night manager to do the walkthrough at the end of the shift. So, about by the time the restaurant is closing, I'm drifting off into dreamland. So, who's the night manager? The night manager is Mike Shelton. And now that we've heard that, we can go to break. <laughs> do we know anything about Mike Shelton? You want to tell us one fact about Mike Shelton? Oh yeah, he is he nuts or crazy or something? Is he a bit a bit of some certain way? Mike Mike Shelton Mike Shelton, how how does a man describe someone <laughs> such as Mike as Shelton. Mike Shelton? Night manager Mike Shelton. It, Mike Mike Shelton is like if you gave if, if you gave a a if you gave a, a book of a book of physics to a grizzly bear and an eight ball of cocaine, that's Mike Shelton right there. Ooh wee, ooh big 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 brain on that boy, big brain on that boy, and huge Ooga. and huge nuts. and nuts. His eyes were always just spinning freely in their sockets. I don't know if we could ever see anything, but are we going to a break here or? Uh... Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> and we are back. On Kill to Death, uh, I'm still here with the goalie, Stephen Bones. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Goalie, Stephen Bones. I'm trying to think of a trying to think of a catchphrase. Okay. Hmm. Does it, does it feel close? Nope. 
next episode. And we are also still here with Houston Bon Marche. Houston. Well, hello. Hello. You are the manager, the day manager, I guess, of the well, Kingston the, I'm, Keg. I'm the, the general manager of the Kingston Keg. Oh, okay. So is there no day manager? Is it just you and Mike? Well, then there's like a kitchen manager, front oh, house manager, bar manager, but the general manager. Is there anyone above you? Well, then you're you're, you're going down to Toronto for corporate. All the head offices up over over there. So there's people above me, but as far as the brick and mortar location, I'm king shit. <laughs> and this, of course, is a keg that used to be a McDonald's, so it still retains some of the old accoutrements like the ball pit, the play place, the drive-through where people can get their food delivered to them as they wait for 20 minutes in their car, and uh, a grimace that's been turned into your favorite dish, the double baked potato, which is, of course, twice, you- twice. Twice baked potato. The twice baked potato, where you mash up a potato with bacon bits and stuff and then put that inside another potato. Into the potato skin, yeah. It'd be like if you took a person and you you took out all of their bones. Bones, you know what I'm talking about. You know all about bones. (laughs) If you took a person, you took out all their bones, and you mashed them up with some bacon bits and chives, and you put those bones back into the skin. Yeah, I get that. Now I understand. Um, You uh, found your old partner, current friend, Clancy Michaels, dead in the ball pit. You two used to have a restaurant together. Did we ever get the name of that restaurant? Well, no, we did not get the name of that restaurant. Would you like to know the name of the restaurant? Yes, please. But so the restaurant. This was you have to remember. This was this was the early 2010s. So uh, mm-hmm. high concept. A, a restaurant. It didn't have a name per se. It had a, a symbol. So people, Ooh. if they had to go there, they would have to look for the symbol. What was the, what's the symbol? What I'm trying to remember. What symbols were big in the 2010s? Mm-hmm. Well, the the symbol was uh, to represent. Uh, the farm aspect, obviously, there was a uh, the the tail of a rooster, and then to represent the table aspect, we had a saw because saws were used to make tables. So sort of like a serrated saw with a rooster's tail on a school bus. To represent, of course, the kids that were giving you the recipes. Uh, this included exactly. instructions on how they wanted their animals to die for the dish. You and Clancy would then carry out their orders. Uh, one of your most popular dishes, Minecraft chicken, was of course chicken that had died by forcing Lego down into it, and then you melt the chicken, and then the Lego's everywhere, but it's kind of cheesy. Yeah, like, I really want to stress, like, those French birds. There's a precedent to this. Except we didn't make people wear sheets over their head while they ate it. They could eat it out in the open if they wanted. Usually they did. <laughs> but they were allowed to put sheets on their head. Anyone's allowed to put a sheet on their head. Score. I, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Uh, but eventually Clancy bought you out when you wanted to settle down. You now have a wife and a kid, move to Kingston, work at the keg. But you find him sunken in the ball pit at 4.30 in the morning when you're opening up. You're having your morning soak. You're nude. You pull up the body 
It's Clancy. He looks at peace. No apparent cause of death. No apparent signs of struggle. You pull him up, and that's it. What, what do you do next? Well, first of all, I, 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 I'm sorry I'm breaking up here. This is very emotional for me. I, I put him in a chair, and I put sunglasses on him, like in Weekend at Bernie's. That is emotional, yeah. It's weird to do a weekend at Bernie's alone when there's no one you're trying to trick. Were you just trying to convince yourself that he was still alive? In my mind, I was I was thinking it would be to convince the prep cooks that were on their way in, mm. but that's a really that's a really that's a really sharp point, Stephen Bones. I think I was trying to convince myself. He he looked just like with the sunglasses on. You couldn't even tell he was dead. And especially after I put a Hawaiian shirt on him and I gave him a pineapple with the top cut off and some rum inside of it. And put his, his rigor mortis was starting to set in so he could have a firm grip so I could have him hold the pina colada. Put strings on his arms so you could have him like do little sips. I, I did, yeah, but it, the problem with that was the, the liquid would, would hit his mouth, but then it would just dribble out, and that's when I remembered, oh, Clancy's not back, Clancy's gone, Clancy's gone for good. And did, did the prep cooks come in? Did you have to put on a little bit of a show here? The prep cook did come in. We did who's on first, me and Clancy. Uh, the prep cooks were very impressed. Do you do like you normally throw your voice? Sorry, could you yeah. run that Just by me one question. more time? <laughs> <laughs> well, did, were you like throwing your voice? How did you do, or was this a one-sided who's on first where you just kept going, no, who? Well, it, I, I, I wasn't watching, I was doing it, but... Um, <laughs> well, you should theoretically still know. <laughs> I, it's... It's hard to know what the audience is perceiving when you're in the in the heat of performance. Right. Uh, How did I they react? With horror. Okay. Okay, so they knew it was a body right away. They might weren't fooled by the <laughs> right. pineapple. Maybe not immediately, but it it became apparent that it was a dead body. It became apparent. And were people mad you had kind of done this to his corpse? I don't, mad, mad is such a strong word. I don't like using emotion words okay, when I'm dealing with my staff. I like to th- keep things professional, sort of bureaucratic, but I would so say how would you they describe were, it? Um, they were disappointed. <laughs> they were very disappointed in what had happened and what they witnessed. Now, I'm also curious, the night before, how events unfolded there at the keg. Because you came, presumably that morning, to a locked door. Yes. So Clancy, it would have had to come the day before. You weren't there at close, but your night manager, mm-hmm. Mike Shelton, was. Mike Shelton, yes. You're getting a Skype call. Do you mind if I click hello? Go ahead. Hello? I heard my name. Oh my god. I heard my name and I hopped on the call. I can't really make out this person too well because their video camera is shaking. <laughs> oh, wow. 
I got a webcam and it's strapped to my head, attached to a headband. Anywhere I go, this is the like a webcam GoPro. goes. Oh, no, that's... Yeah, so we're seeing like a first-person perspective <laughs> here. Someone's in the woods. It's like Hardcore Henry, and I'm always running. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey there, Mike. Oh, hey. I can't see the camera because it's facing out towards the trees, but I know that voice anywhere. It's the general manager. <laughs> Hello, that's Houston. Right. Hey, Houston. Yep. We have a problem. <laughs> that's a, that, Griffin, for you, that's a joke that Mike likes to make. It's really oh! funny. It's, it's oh! Oh, yeah, I should have movie. explained. That's a joke I like to make. <laughs> oh, that's from a movie? It's from a movie. Or so Mike tells me. Mike has all kinds of funny jokes, don't you, Mike? I have all kinds of funny jokes from movies. Yeah, that's what I like to say. I like to make a call to him uh, sometimes, and I say, Houston, we have a problem. And he's woken up to the phone call, and he goes, what is it? I, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Everything's fine. But it's uh, it's from a movie. Yeah, because you, you are, of course, the night manager of the keg. Yes. Night. Only how nights. Late, how late does it stay open? Far. <laughs> so there's only a half hour where it's closed. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or I guess I guess we you're getting there at four thirty before 20, it opens. Three and a half, seven. <laughs> I, I I want we're, Mike. Mike is confused. I just want to clarify. I show up at four thirty. Prep gets there five thirty around six. Mm. The restaurant itself opens at nine. It's true. And then I so it's a nineteen seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Night. Well, we're, we're, we're closed on Mondays. 19-6. And that's a big on people your say, side out front? Yes. Pe- yeah. People say, hey, do you want to go to Kingston Old McDonald's keg 19-6? Is what the young people say when they're talking about where to go for their birthdays. Yeah, and you can rent out the party room. Our party room is very popular. It is. You could line the walls with potatoes if you wanted. Cool. <laughs> when does your shift start? I like to start at 9 p.m. <laughs> when does it start? <laughs> I don't have to answer that. <laughs> does it start earlier than 9 or later than 9? Ah, God damn it. All right. Houston's on the call. Yeah, yeah. My shift starts at 8. Okay, but you, you show up an hour later. I guess the keg can run itself for an hour. The keg can run itself for an hour. Yeah, the keg can run itself for, uh, I would say, days. It's fine. It's doing fine. It's a well-oiled machine. I love one the time, One time, Mike was disappeared for two weeks. No one knew where he was. And he's right. Things did run pretty okay. And he never even tell us where he was for those two weeks. Do you guys see that? Look at that. Whoa, yeah, it's a black bear. Are you guys seeing that? Ooh. Yeah. Whoa. You gotta, Shush. you gotta get out of there. Shush. That's a full black bear. Yeah. Do, do you need Don't help? Don't make any do wanna... sounds. Okay. I'm gonna go introduce myself. <laughs> oh, it's running. I'm going for it. Go for the kill, Mike. Get it. Kill it. Get it. Kill oh, it. I got in the water. I can't swim. No. He is a beautiful beast, though. Look at him there, tearing through the... Oh, yeah. Wowee. They're a special creature. We should serve bear at the keg. 
I've been trying, but corporate won't answer my calls anymore. I even sent them an example from that last bear steak you sent me. You sent Getting that? nothing. Thank I sent you. You mailed yeah. them me? Thank you. No, I, I mailed, mailed them, them a bear steak. Not now, just if there's, meat. If there's a kitchen manager and there's all these different managers for different departments, uh -huh. what does the night manager do? I manage the night. Okay. Which means I make sure it starts off strong and ends even stronger. So you're I, like a hype man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I like to uh, get in there behind the bartender's backs and uh, give them a rub and say, you got this, you got this. I like to tip up the, the bottle as they're pouring in the shots, and I go, a little more, a little more. And then uh, sometimes I'll go up to random uh, people if it looks like they're one of the high rollers at one of the hot shot tables, and I like to go, this one's <laughs> on the house. You're doing, like, casino games? <laughs> <laughs> you could play a lot of with the old arcade games we have. With the uh, you can play hide and seek in the play place. You can play find a particular ball in the ball pit, and maybe I put the money ball in there uh, <laughs> or a different kind of ball. And anyways, people can look for them in there and play little games. I just like to crank it up a notch. It's nighttime, and I make the night come alive. Houston is this encouraged. <laughs> Oh, it's absolutely encouraged. You you would be blessed. You would be blessed to see Mike in action. Sometimes he goes up to people and he takes the steak off their plate and he slaps the plate with their steak and he says, that's a thick cut. That's a thick cut of meat right there. And they love it. They Everyone claps and cheers. <laughs> Mike is the hero of the it's nighttime from a movie. keg. It's from a movie. What movie? I don't have to tell you that. Would would Mike know what Clancy looks like? Like if Clancy was there the night before, would would Mike have recognized him? Well, I know Clancy from the frame photo on your desk. So that does that answer your question? Mike would know Clancy yes. from the frame photo on my desk. Yeah, it's the two of you with uh, long mullets and baby faces, and you have your arms around each other, and the sun is setting behind you, uh, just over top of a restaurant that says foreclosure on it. Wait a minute. Is that when you buy yep. something or when you sell something? It's bad. It's well, a bad that, thing. That was... No, but that that because that was the old restaurant that we bought <laughs> that was foreclosed. That was day one. Right. New, that was day one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, it was a po it's a positive photo. It's a beautiful photo of two young friends. Now, did you recognize uh, the night before a body was found in the ball pit? A what? Did you... Oh, you... who was found? I guess you've in been a in the woods. <laughs> yeah, here I go. I'm but going that, downstream. That's on me. I'm sorry, you Mike. Swim. I should have filled you in. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'm running beside. <laughs> Mike, we we found a body in the ball pit. Oh boy. It was Clancy. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough yeah. to hear. <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I know it was a pal. And I'm sorry I said, Houston, we have a problem when there is an actual problem. And now is not the time to say anything from a movie. So your, your last shift, Mike, did you notice anyone who looked like an older version of that Clancy from that photo there at the keg? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Face a little less baby, hair a little less mullet, nobody's arm around him, and no restaurant sun fully behind set. him, it and was the night. sun was set. Otherwise, same guy. He got a table for one. Mm. He said, I'd what? like to try the best thing on the menu. What does the manager recommend? And I said, I would recommend two tequila shots. And he said, not you, the other manager. <laughs> and he said, oh, fine. fine, 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 fine. So I gave him your favorite. I gave him two, um, two doubled smoked stuffed potatoes and... <laughs> <laughs> two dumb double smoked potatoes. Let's call it twice baked potato. <laughs> I don't read the menu. I create a vibe. So I gave it to him and he ate it alone in the corner. And every time I come over and I'd say, "You want to join? We're having a dance. We're doing a conga line on top of the bar. We're kicking over people's glasses and doing a conga line on the bar." He'd go, "No, no, I'm, I'm quite fine. Thank you." He stared off wistfully Weird. with his potato. Yeah, seemed nice. And was he gone by the time you closed down the restaurant? At one point, he somberly left, and then he got in his car, and, and then he came to the drive-through. Hmm. Or the same thing. And a then he sat in his car and he was eating it for a while. And when I left, locked up, he was still in the parking lot. And I packed, passed by the car and I kind of knocked on the window and I said, you want a drag race? And he said, no. No, I'm quite all right. And he ate his potato on his dashboard. I think he'd had And you drag raced off alone. potatoes. And I drag raced myself. I'm trying to beat my old time. Did you did you beat it? Yeah. Why do you think I'm in the woods right now? Why are you in the woods right now? I'm so far. I don't even know where I am. Well, I will say it does make sense that Clancy would spend a lot of time sitting in a parking lot because he did a lot of high-level illegal business with lots of dangerous gangs. And from what I know about movies is that a lot of those deals happen in parking lots. Mike, is that true? Yeah, that's from a movie. Sorry, continue. (laughs) Maybe he was waiting for some contraband. One time, you, you think bear meat is bad? One time I got panda bear meat from him. No, you, first of all, you think bear meat's good. But you think bear meat is bad. Yeah, what do you think? Bear meat's bad? (laughs) Sorry, okay, let me rephrase that. You think bear meat is good? (laughs) You should try panda bear meat. It's not. (laughs) One time he also got me coelacanth. Do you know about that really ancient fish that people thought was extinct? I do. No. Well, it's not. It wasn't. It's a really old, gross fish. He got me some meat from that. Mostly he dealt in the sale and purchase of illegal meat. Wow. So you think he was waiting for a deal? Yeah. He could have been waiting for a deal. But his, his behavior before that point did sound like someone who knew it was their last night on Earth. Sounded like a last meal to me. Wanted to come to his friend's establishment, try the best meal there. Maybe he's... I guess go into the parking lot and then just sit and wait. Maybe he was waiting <laughs> for a deal. I don't quite understand. I'm just trying to fill in context. I can give other, other, other things about Clancy that I know to be true. 
He has a birthmark that looks like a trident above his left butt cheek. Oh, yeah, so that was this guy, for sure. Oh, he was showing ass? Thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, His I, pants were always too his short. His pants were too short from the top. <laughs> Just shins. <laughs> they dragged on the floor, but... They didn't like go up high off, but just just the bottom it's cut off the top. That, that's exactly it. I said, Clancy, that's not how you do cutoffs. But he just said, "Shut up." Yeah, he wore a little belt around each ankle. <laughs> you should have kicked this guy out of the restaurant first of no, all. Oh, it's Mike. the night. Nobody gets kicked out at night. <laughs> if people were getting kicked out of my restaurant, I'd be the first one. No, I've got bad news for both of you. No. Let's say... He... Oh, sorry. Yeah, that sucks. Like from Let's the movie? He... Bad news bears? Yeah, first I saw a bear, yeah. and now you got bad news for me? <laughs> <laughs> Let's say he was involved with shady, illegal meat dealers. That person, or whoever he was involved with, is someone who had a key to this keg if they disposed of his body back in the ball pit. Because you locked it for the night, Mike, and you unlocked it in no, the morning. No, I never lock it. Oh. Okay, well, okay, so... But you unlocked it in the morning. So there is still... Uh, there is still... Uh, I, I, I did unlock it. If, if if Mike didn't lock it, then someone else so with a key must with have key locked must it. must have locked it. <laughs> so this is someone employed... Not only employed. Employed and with key access at the old McDonald's keg 196, Kingston, Ontario. <sighs> Yeah, Someone from the head office? It could be someone from head office. But then again, head office doesn't know about the ball pit, so I feel like it would have to be someone with a more intimate knowledge of the location. Or, well, anyone who would come would honest, learn about the ball pit pretty quick. You can see it from the street, apparently. That's a really keen point. Hey, but anyways, who else has key access? Well, it's just me, Mike, obviously. That's just the two of us now that I think about <gasps> it. Hey, wait a minute. No. <laughs> Never mind. For a hot minute there, I was about to accuse Mike of killing Clancy. Mike, after all, does buy and sell exotic bear meat, as we said earlier. But you have no reason to kill my friend. I'll just put that thought to rest. Excuse me. No, you're right. Why would I Mike, want to kill your friend? I don't even know the guy. Well, exactly. I don't even know the guy. I've actually never even... I don't even know him. Well, well... I don't know, but I think this is just one we chalk up to could have been anybody. If it wasn't Mike, then it couldn't have been anybody. I think it's time we shut this podcast down before we start asking too many questions. And that wraps up another successful episode of Kill to Death. Could have been anyone. Time to shut this we podcast could've... down before we start asking too many questions. We wouldn't want to ask too many questions about who killed Fancy Clancy with all his success and all of his swinging cool bachelor lifestyle. We wouldn't want to poke our noses too deep into the bees' nest, now would we, Griffin? 
No. No, no, we don't want to do that. I want to thank Zach Aaron for our theme song, Mary Jane Schumer for our art. If you have a suggestion for a murder, you can email killtodeathpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, killtodeathpodcast, or X, K2D Pod. Uh, Steve. Yeah. Stephen Bones. Speaking of it, it's. Wait, sorry, where, yeah, go on. Where, 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 where was Steve? Why that whole second half? Steve? Oh, I was playing uh, Kingdom Rush. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Speaking of being something being from a movie, there's another podcast that I love because I do it with Griffin, and it's called Griffin and Steve Guess the Movie. So if you're a Apple Podcast listener, go to Sonar Plus and check it out. Uh, it is a movie guessing game that Griffin and I play together, and uh, we have an absolute blast. Maybe one of them will be Bad News Bears sometime. Maybe. Hasn't happened yet. Not yet. Either of the Bad News Bears. There's only two, right? It's I think I think so. Okay. Unless they made a sequel off the second one or off the remake. Mm. Regardless, yep. that's it for us. That's it for us. We're gonna turn out to Houston. Houston, what do you want people to check out? Well, to be honest with you, I don't have any. When when is this podcast being released? It's a great question, Steve Vamp. Well, I'm looking it up right now. It looks to be like just the. Uh... Oh, Richard Linklater did the. Uh, uh, bad news bears with um, what's his weird name? filmography on that, that guy. guy's got a weird filmography. Oh, which leads me to another plug. That's not really a plug for anything of ours, but I just found this podcast that's just old DVD commentaries that somebody has uploaded and made it a podcast. Uh, and I'm listening to the School of Rock one, and it's great. So speak. Friday, December first. Friday, December first. Well, if you're quick. On Friday, you can see my good friend, Tim McCoola, at Comedy Bar that night. Wait, no, not, wait, December 1st? Yeah, 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 check that out. Or go to Assembly Theater the day after for an improv show called Mr. Robinson's Mandatory Holiday Potluck. That show's gonna be fucking crazy. And what's the name of the Comedy Bar show tonight? Oh, tonight, tonight, come to theater sports. Tomorrow, Mr. Robinson's mandatory holiday potluck. Or also just Google Tim McCoola. He's not on the internet so much anymore, but there's probably some old stuff he did up there. Uh, And that's it for us. I want to say to all of our listeners out there, whether you're in Innisville or Kingston, keep your stick on the ice. Boom. Killed to Death is produced and recorded by Steve Cook and Griffin Toplitsky and is a proud part of the Sonar Network. Music by Zach Aaron. Art by Mary Jane Schumer. Special thanks to Mike Mangiardi, Katie Lure, and Tom Shank. Please follow and like Killed to Death wherever you can so the boys know how to value their worth as human beings. has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!